Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Pozos, and here with me is Omar Pozos, my lovely husband, since I didn't say that first last time, and he was not happy about that, but else? also my co-host <laughs> and my, my good buddy friend. My good pal, Omar. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's jump in. What do you got planned for us today? Yeah. Well, so last week's episode, we talked about some weird signs and symptoms of cortisol imbalances. And I know that that probably got uh, several people's attention. I say several people, probably a lot of people's attention of maybe they're dealing with some cortisol imbalance in like the early stages of something that's going on in their body. Their body is trying to communicate to them that, hey, we need to slow down. We need to work on this. We need to really get a little bit more balance within our nervous system. We need to look at those warning signs of what's starting to develop. Kind of yeah, thing, right? exactly. So I wanted to do essentially like a follow-up episode of now how you can start to work on this yourself. You know, things that you can do from home to start to balance your cortisol. Let's do it. Yeah. And I, so I want to say as well, as I talk about this, I'm not going to be telling you how to fix the symptoms of a cortisol imbalance. Like last week we talked about some very specific symptoms. It's not like, oh yeah, your eye twitching is a symptom. So to balance, to work on your eye twitching, do, I don't know, this weird thing to stop your (laughs) eye from twitching. Like we're not going to talk about it in that way. You have to listen to the other episode in order to get the inside joke, by the way. (laughs) Um, But really it's not about just fixing symptoms. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. I hear a lot of women that like are starting to bring awareness to the fact that maybe they're heading down the road of adrenal fatigue and they're like, why well, need to you know, take this thing to work on this? I need to do this. I need to do that. But the reality is what they're doing is they're just like trying to like plug the sink, but leave the water running in the sink. Essentially, mm. they're not actually fixing the root issues here. What is actually causing our cortisol to go out of balance. And so with that, you know, I, I want to suggest on this episode eight simple changes that are really going to help your body over time naturally heal itself, naturally come back to balance on its own. Because your body is capable of doing that. Your body is capable of doing it on its own. And I love the word simple there because I think when it comes to a lot of these things, people are always going to go down the route of, you know, what supplement do I need? Mm-hmm. What medicine? What shot? What this? What that? And a lot of this, and it's something that you've done yourself, is it's just lifestyle changes that make a huge difference. Um, and I think the coolest thing is 
because it is a lifestyle change, because you don't depend on a supplement, a medicine, a shot or whatever. It's something that you can continuously do and improve each and every day, which I think is cool. Yeah. And it's like, you will never, ever hear me recommending supplementation on podcast episodes in general, because supplements are not something to be generally recommended. Supplements, in my opinion, can be incredibly beneficial, but they need to be paired with the right protocols and approaches and they need to be very specific to that individual. Well, what so, do you, or go ahead. And well, especially when we're talking about a cortisol imbalance, potentially adrenal fatigue, these like adrenal type of supplements that are typically marketed to women in this position. Like if I owned a supplement company and if I, you know, was doing this type of podcast, I'd probably be like, you know, if you resonate with all these symptoms here, take this adrenal supplement that's going to fix you. But the reality is, especially when it comes to adrenal supplements, a supplement that might work well for one person in their position, in their current stage of adrenal fatigue might have the actual opposite reaction to somebody else who's in a different stage of adrenal fatigue. Because we're talking about cortisol imbalances here, which for some people means that their cortisol is too high. For some people, it means their cortisol is too low. For some people, it means that their cortisol is high at the time of day that it should be low and is low at the time of day that it should be high. Oh my goodness. You just yeah. confused me. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a lot of things happening. It's not like one specific thing that is happening to everybody who's dealing with a cortisol imbalance to where it's very easy to say, oh, everybody just take this one thing and everybody's going to be better for it. And I, we have to take the right thing for our specific case. And I think that the one thing that I always remember, because I do learn a lot from this podcast, actually. Is, wow, look at you. I know. For Learning. you, when you say supplements, it's, you know, it's always, it's supplementary to what you're already doing. Exactly. So you can take a whole bunch of supplements, but if you're not doing the simple lifestyle changes, like you said, it's never truly going to work because you still need to fix that root cause of what's causing these symptoms. Exactly. Yeah. Supplementation is not going to do anything for you if you're not addressing the lifestyle factors. You know, if you are essentially, uh, you know, in this place where like you have a lot of nutrient deficiencies, you are overtraining, you have a very high stress job, you maybe have like mold exposure, um, maybe you just like have other health issues going on. Maybe you're abusing alcohol. Like there's a lot of different things that can be happening that are also forms of stress. That it's like, you could take all the supplements in the world, but that supplement is just going to be inexpensive, just like flushing down the drain essentially. Like it's not doing anything for you because we have to have the foundation within our lifestyle first. Yeah, and I think one thing, and I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times and I, sometimes it comes up on the calls that I have with some of these ladies that we get to talk to is, you know, when it comes to these forms of stress, it's a lot of it is like perceived stress, meaning like you don't feel stress, but your body is right. Mm -hmm. So when we kind of break this down and I'm like, okay, so you're overtraining, you're not sleeping, you're abusing alcohol, you're under eating. It's like stress on top of stress on top of stress. It's like, no wonder your body is giving you all of these warning signs and it's going to lead you to potentially some of these hormonal imbalances because you're just putting way too much stress, too much anxiety into your body. Kind yeah, of thing. exactly. Exactly. Well, so let's talk about some of these basic, you know, lifestyle changes that you can start to incorporate on your own that are going to be incredibly beneficial for you and are necessary as a foundation for us to then do more specific things like supplementation or just like other types of very specific strategies. So number one, do your best to put yourself in environments that are calm and quiet. 
again, a lot of these are going to be like, yeah, okay, Vanessa, easier said than done. It all depends on each person's lifestyle. And that's why, you know, it can be beneficial to really work with a one-on-one coach who can really get to know you and your lifestyle can really help cater like very general suggestions like this to work for you specifically. But only you really know yourself. I don't know exactly what your lifestyle looks like. So you need to figure out what could this possibly look like for me? You know, maybe right now there is like, 1% of your time is spent in like a calm and quiet environment. Okay. Can we just increase that up to like maybe 5%, maybe even 3% of your time? It doesn't have to mean that like you're suddenly like the Zen master and you're just spending all your time in like soothing spas and all these different things. Like that'd be amazing. Yeah. That'd be great. It'd probably be really beneficial for you, but it's probably not realistic for a lot of people. So how can we just inch our way there to more calm and quiet environments? So I'm going to share this and people might think I'm weird, but whatever. Um, a lot of people already think you're weird. Probably so. Uh, one of the things that I've done recently that Vanessa kind of laughs at me is, you know, I love peace and quiet. Like when I go to work, I cannot have music. I cannot have anything in the background. So I've oh, actually, I, know what you're gonna say. I bought these um, earplugs that I'll put in and it's like the, the orange foam ones and you just put them in your ear. But sometimes Vanessa can literally be right behind me and be like, Omar, Omar. And I'm like, I turn around and like, I, I, I get frazzled. I get scared. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, where'd you come from? She's like, I've been here for 30 minutes yelling at you. But little stuff like that, to me, it makes a big difference because you can have noise. You can have TVs going on in the background and I don't hear a thing. And yeah. it just, it's soothing for me. And it's something quick, something simple. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to throw that out there in case anybody wants some earplugs, but it'll change your life. I'm telling you, they're all ama- <laughs> They're amazing. Tips by Omar. And to be clear, it's not that I think that the earplugs are weird or annoying. It's more that I find it a little bit frustrating <laughs> when he comes out of his office, comes into my office or like comes into the kitchen where I am and will be like <laughs> asking me questions and he'll be like yelling at me what? <laughs> or I'll be like trying to like talk to him. Man. And again, he'll still have these like giant earplugs in his ears and he'll be trying to like have a conversation with me and I'll just keep being like, what, what? And I'm like, oh my God, take out the dang earplugs, please. Uh, well, the problem is they're foam. So if I take them out, you have to like, you know, squeeze them and get them back in there. And once they're in like in a good place, I'm like, I don't want to take them out. So you just have to yell, yell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's my favorite. Yeah, now mm-hmm. I just get to yell everywhere. But yeah, so that's number one, calm and quiet environments, maybe try the earplug thing if you want to be a weirdo. Number two, set screen limits. So just like maybe we do with children where it's like, okay, we only have so much screen time. Kind of got to do that with yourself a little bit here too. And the reason isn't just because like we all know that it's probably beneficial for us to have less screen time overall. But when we actually think about, you know, the, the blue light coming from our technology, when we think about even like some of our favorite shows, a lot of them might be like more stressful type of shows that you get into. Your brain is really in it. They might be like, oh my gosh, this like action thing is happening or like, you know, you, you were really into the bear and I was, I remember you were watching. The one, oh, the show, the bear. The bear. Yeah. If anybody knows what that show is, he was really into that. And I feel like everybody in my family was super into it. And I tried to watch it with him. And this was also, especially while I was going through my adrenal fatigue recovery and I could not watch it. Like it's a very stressful environment that they're in. And I would be like watching the episode. And I'm like, I I can't deny that the show itself is good. Like it's captivating, but I feel more stressed as I am watching this. Yeah. Um, I mean, for some of you guys have never watched the bear, first of all, go watch it. But it's about a, it's, it's a guy that's trying to open up a restaurant. And if you guys have ever worked in the food and beverage industry, as I have, no big deal. Um, it is stressful. And people are saying the F words every three minutes. And Vanessa was like, 
I can't watch this. Can we put The Office on or can we put <laughs> Friends on or so whatever? But yes, I, I do get your point. Yeah. But like even when it comes to things like our phones, our computers, rarely are the things coming from our phones and computers like relaxing things. It's typically, you know, notifications for work or it's on social media, you know, maybe like comparing yourself to other people. Like it's just it's either like you're kind of neutral or it might be a little bit stressful and you might not be consciously thinking this is stressful, but it might just have that little bit to it. So that's why ultimately highly recommend really setting some limits around your total screen time. Um, number three, listen to soothing music. <laughs> why are you Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh, but for some reason, my brain, um, instead of soothing music, my brain goes to, you know, that song, like let the body set the fire. That's, I don't know why I just thought of that, but that's clearly not soothing music. I don't know where I'm going with it. So I just thought it was funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Well, so back to the soothing music, you know, something (laughs) inspirational, something relaxing, you know, like very, just like maybe even like nature sounds, those types of things can be really, really soothing for your nervous system as well. So really encourage you bringing a little bit more of that in. Um, like even for myself. So back pre going through my adrenal fatigue journey, I used to listen to like something. Anytime I worked out, I either had on like hype music or I was listening to a podcast. And over the course of time, you know, through this recovery journey, nowadays, I typically don't listen to anything while I work out because it feels almost overstimulating for my body. Um, So it's like, that's just something I personally have noticed. And it might be something for you to bring some awareness to as well. If you're noticing or, you know, suspecting a potential cortisol imbalance, think about how you can spend more time actually listening to soothing sounds in any opportunity that you have that you might be listening to music. A great one that I like on Spotify is the piano covers. Um, it's just nice, mellow music that and then, like the background, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I know that song, but it's in piano. So I, don't know, I like that one. <laughs> yep. So number four, moving on through our list of eight changes that you can make to balance your cortisol. Number four is stay as positive and grateful as possible. I think this one's hard. Yeah. This, I mean, they're all hard. Let's be honest here. They're all realistic and doable for anybody, no matter your position, but that does not mean that they aren't hard. They are all hard. They're hard for us. They're hard for everybody. And this one is especially hard, like as you're in your further stages of adrenal fatigue. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. So I really encourage you having like some dedicated time for a specific practice to bring more gratitude into your life. Um, You know, we really enjoy gratitude journals. We typically gift these to our clients to really help them develop a gratitude practice. Like it can be something so simple, but can be really incredibly beneficial. Yeah, I think at the end of the day too, I I hate to say it this way, but you kind of have to choose your heart, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, making time for something like this might sound cheesy, might sound woo woo or whatever, but it's like, well, what's the other options? Like we just keep being miserable and keep going down the same rabbit hole that we have been going or we actually do something about it. So as, especially as a guy, I think as uncomfortable and tedious or time consuming, whatever you want to call it, it's still important to prioritize that because it makes a world of difference. And I'm, I'm saying this, from a perspective of somebody that hates doing stuff like this. Um, and I personally, I, I love it. I like journaling and I love, if anything, just put my thoughts down to get them out of my own head. You just said you hate doing stuff like this and you love doing it. I hated doing stuff oh, like this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got Until it. I got around to be like, oh, actually, this is very helpful. Very yeah. beneficial. Well, it's like how it is for most things. We typically don't like it until we realize like, oh, I actually feel great when I do this regularly. Yeah. So even though the act of doing it isn't necessarily like fun and enjoyable, I start to notice that the 
potential like benefit outweighs like the negative essentially. And that's where we get drawn to it and start to actually make it more of a regular routine for us. Yep. Number five, increase your water intake and add electrolytes. So a very simple one that anybody can do. Let's really look at our current water intake. How much are you currently consuming on average per day? You know, it might just mean take a couple days to just without changing anything, just track how much water you drink, bring some awareness to it. And if you find that maybe you're not drinking very much, that can be an opportunity for you to work on increasing that. Um, but oftentimes, like, especially as we get more into further stages of adrenal fatigue, you'll find yourself actually being very thirsty to where you may not have an issue actually drinking a lot of water. But one thing that you could benefit from is adding more electrolytes in because it's not just about us just drinking more and more and more water. We also need to make sure that we are giving our body appropriate electrolytes that your body can actually essentially like use the water, actually bring it into the cell and make it usable. Yes. Absorbing it. Exactly. So that might be something as simple as like taking an electrolyte supplement, like a element packet is, um, you know, our favorite again, not sponsored or anything, which if they want to sponsor us. We're open. That'd be cool. We're we're (laughs) down, you know, slide into our DMs, our DMs there. Our DMs. Oh my God. What was that? (laughs) (laughs) I get nervous asking for element to, uh, uh, you know, What's the word I'm looking for? I'm Sponsorship? Struggling. Sponsorship, yes. Yes, I am struggling. Um, but, you know, it could be something like an element packet, or it might be something as simple as taking a quality sea salt, doing a couple of... Is there a specific type of sea salt that you'd recommend? Um, the pink Himalayan one, is that good? Yeah, pink Himalayan is good. Um, you know, the Redmond's Real Salt is a really good salt um, for just in general. It's really clean, really great option. But, like, if you're using a quality salt... I would really encourage just, you know, a couple, like if you're doing like a grinder, couple spins. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Nothing. Just keep going. Um, it can be a couple a couple spins or a couple shakes of <laughs> your salt. And I don't know why he's laughing at me, but do that in a glass of water, add a little bit of lemon in and like that can be your electrolyte. It does not have to be something fancy. Number six, we want to work on eating more, but not just eating more in general, but we want to work on eating more nutrient dense foods. So like this might mean simply working on eating the rainbow. Let's eat more fruits and vegetables, eat more colors in our diet. It might mean eating more like single ingredient foods rather than, you know, buying a bunch of like pre-prepared things, eating out a lot, a lot of like, you know, just things that are basically already made for you. Can you just take single ingredient foods and put them together into a meal yourself. That's going to be more wholesome, more nutrient dense for you. But that paired with overall feeding your body more food is going to be extremely beneficial during this time as well. Funny, I was just chatting with somebody yesterday that reached out to us about coaching and all that stuff. And um, we're going to chat with her this week. But before we even got to her um, to, to kind of talking about what her needs are and all that stuff, we sent her our metabolism training, which part of it is, you know, hydration. The other part is just eating more nutrient rich whole foods. And she was saying just within the last week, she's like, um, I can just tell like my energy levels are so much better. She's like, I feel so much more satiated, like more full uh, throughout the day. I'm not craving sweets or, or salty food. Um, but it's, it's funny what just eating less processed stuff will do for you mm-hmm. in such a, a short amount of time. It's crazy to me. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not to say that like you know, other types of foods are bad by any means, but you want to focus on making your diet primarily these whole foods, these nutrient dense foods. 
Um, number seven, prioritize sleep and rest time. Now, rest time, that could mean anything that's just like really soothing for you. It might mean doing some relaxing yin yoga. It might mean taking some deep breaths. It might mean, you know, for myself, like I have a stress relieving coloring book that I enjoy pulling out, you know, here and there when I feel a little bit stressed. Uh, But it's like really any activity that feels relaxing. So rest does not necessarily mean sleep more. It might mean for some people, but for some people you're already sleeping a lot because you're so tired, but you still don't feel rested. Doing more things during the day that are restful is going to be important for you. And then on the flip side of that, number eight, our last one here, incorporate more playtime. So a lot of people when going through cortisol imbalances, they focus really, really heavily on the rest side of things, which is extremely important. But sometimes we almost lean too far into rest and we're not actually doing the third thing that we need to be doing, which is play. So like, yes, there's always going to be some stress in your life, but if the stress is dominating your life, then what do we need to add? We need to add rest and we need to add play. And so when when I'm referring to play, I'm talking about anything that is fun for you, anything that gets you laughing, anything that just naturally makes you smile, like things that are just make you feel like a kid again. What makes you smile, Vanessa? Share, share with the listeners. Um, well, you know, like we're, we've been doing some more like trips and doing some different, like getting out of our environment. So like, um, last month we went to Arizona Well, we went to Arizona for a conference, but we went to Sedona after the conference in Scottsdale. We did a lot of hiking and like we were hiking with friends and like, for me, that was very playful. That was super fun. Um, and then this month we're going on a ski trip with friends. We're going to be skiing when this episode drops. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be out skiing. So and Vanessa's probably skiing a black mountain right now as we yeah, speak okay. to people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I am going to be screaming my way down the greens. But if it makes you smile, yeah. then you're good. You're like, wee. <laughs> I smile when I'm done. Um, no, but like I would say at least certain aspects of skiing feel very playful for yeah. me. Sometimes it feels very uh, challenging and hard. And that's part of, it's I guess, the perfect the combination of challenging, hard, but then, you know, it, it hooks you into the point where you're like, oh, I actually enjoy this. And you're like, boom, I just ate it. And now I have to pick myself up again. Yeah, feel, feel a little bruised and beaten. Exactly. But, you know, yeah. So that's number eight is more playtime. But I mean, with all of these things, so again, all of these are things that anybody, I don't care who you are, what your walk of life is, you can do these things. How it's going to look specific to you depends on you. You know yourself, figure out how you can take these recommendations and truly cater it to your lifestyle and who you are. Can I ask you a question really quick? And I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, I know at the beginning of the podcast, um, you mentioned being patient and making sure that you take the time to heal some of these things um in like 10 seconds or less can you kind of share with the audience a little bit as far as like the timeline that you've gone through and and how long it's taken for you to see some changes and and where you are at now so for myself um you know i really finally figured out that i had adrenal fatigue around may of 2022 okay and then from there you know i was starting to actually go through my hormone healing processes i would say by uh, like late fall of 2022, I was feeling a lot better, but still had a lot of work to do. So I was I, I, like, I don't want to be like, oh, just from there until a certain point in time that I was healed. It's like through the process, I would say by fall, I was feeling a lot better. And then I would say um, going into 2023, like early 2023 was when I started to bring back some exercise. Um, I was still working on some other different things going on too. So I didn't feel a hundred percent, but I would say then about like spring of 2023, 
So really about like almost a year from that original kind of points of realization. um, That's when I really felt well enough to now actually start to work on body composition changes. And then through the process of working on body composition changes, working on losing weight, um, of course, there were some up and downs there because that is a inherently a little bit more stressful process on the body, working on body composition changes. And so I would say like fall of 2023 was when I would be like, I am healed. <laughs> like things were really on the other side. So um, realistically, I mean, if we do the math, you're looking um, like for yourself, at least you've been- I'd say like a year eight, and a half. 18 months. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. About so. Um, so I mean, that's the thing. The biggest key with all of this stuff is time. Like your your body is capable of healing itself, but you have to start with these foundational things and just have really a, immense amount of patience and let your body heal and just give it time. It's not an overnight quick fix. Um, but if you are interested in more of a custom game plan for where you currently are at with your body, really figuring out, you know, is our cortisol too high? Is our cortisol too low? Is it up and down at the wrong points of the day? You know, where are you currently at? And then getting to know you, your lifestyle, your specific goals, what do you specifically need to get to that point where you feel better, you feel better than ever, you have more energy, you have just more clarity, you are able to just have your life back again and have your body back again. You want to get to that place, that's something that me and my team can help you do in our one-on-one coaching program. So if that's something that you're interested in, hit the link in the show notes for a application to join our one-on-one coaching program. And then we'll get you scheduled with a call to see if it would be a good fit. And then lastly, I do want to add, because I've gotten some of this before and people are like, gosh, you guys ask so many questions. You guys ask so many things before I even get on a call with you guys. And one, I just want to say, I'm sorry if you feel that way. But two, we have to ask the questions. We have to get to the nitty gritty part of stuff to see one, if we can even help you. And then from there to ultimately see what's what it's going to take for for us to be able to help and support you along the way. So while yes, I promise, you know, we're not grilling you with question. We're not trying to interview you. It's just imperative for us so that we can understand how to best help and support you along the way. So just bear with us, be patient with us. I promise there's a method to the madness. We're not just interrogating you for the lack or for the sake of it. Um, there's a reason why we need to ask these questions as opposed to just have like a, you know, sign up here button kind yeah. of thing. Be wary of the type of coaches Absolutely. that would just allow you to like sign up here and just take on anybody and everybody because that's probably probably not a good sign. But yeah. anyway, thank you so much for listening. Share this episode with somebody who you think could benefit from it as well. Please and share the episode. Yeah, hit subscribe if you've not already and we'll be back next week with another great episode. See you guys. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.